Hello. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. This podcast has a name, and that name is Gremlin Talk. I am your host, Mac Shea Smith. Odds are you have been here a time or two before. If I had to guess, call me a psychic. I don't know. And that means that you know your girl has not been super consistent with the pod as of late. So for me to have recorded an episode last Wednesday low-key forget to up- to upload it until Friday, but then uh, record another podcast a week later. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling that little creative spark I was looking for. Honestly, things are going like so well around here. It's a little suspicious. Like I'm waiting. It's like, is the other shoe going to drop or are things just going to be good? Like, is my brain going to have to sabotage this? I'm not sure. Today is the 1st of March, and I am a huge fan of time passing. I just love the new year. I love the new month. I love the beginning of a new week. I love I love time passing, and I love getting older. I love celebrating little moments, and I love having benchmarks and milestones and check-in points. So it shouldn't surprise you that I'm fucking pumped it's March, dude. I'm so stoked. Winter is coming to an end. The sun is coming out in North Carolina. Spring, spring is happening. Spring is happening. We made it through the seasonal depression of the winter and now the sun is coming out and I feel such good chemistry in my brain right now. The fucking birds are chirping. That's how happy everyone is in North Carolina, okay? I am getting ready to go to the gym here and I have approximately an hour or less to do everything I need to do for this podcast today, and I think I can make that happen. So I'm going to make this one a little bit shorter today so we can fit in everything I want to talk about in, uh, you know, in an adjusted time frame. First and foremost, uh, today I want to talk about, I want to talk about February. I want to talk, let's talk about February. And after we talk about February, we could talk about March. We could talk about, I love setting goals for every month. And this month in particular, I'm feeling a little more inspired, a little more, I don't know, just like ready to share. So we can go through some of my March goals and then we can talk about, you know, we got stuff going on in the future, in the further out future. So without further ado, let's let's talk about February. So February started off hot, to say the least. Uh, I found out I got into grad school at the very end of January. And my grad school application, I submitted it like January 15th. And I had that turned around within two weeks. Like within two weeks, they were like, yeah, you can come to school here, sure. So coming into February, I was pretty pumped. We were coming off of a ski trip at Copper Mountain in Colorado. Like I was just feeling the good energy of February, okay? I had high hopes. I will say... And I have the world's worst memory. That is why I say this like every podcast. I have the worst memory and that is why I'm a content creator. I do not remember what happens 
like beyond a couple days if I do not document everything. I journal every day. I make content every day. I take pictures. I take videos. Like this is all because I have terrible memory. Just the worst memory. In February, we kind of went a bit harder on uh, this 32-mile training and lots of vert. (laughs) Lots of vert was covered. I will say I'm not sure. Let me see. I'm not sure if we hit 100 miles last last month. Yeah, we only ran like 75. I only ran 75 miles last month, which for me, I mean, that is coming off of like a pretty big off-season period. And also the CrossFit Open has started. So the last two weekends, um, I have been competing in the CrossFit Open on Saturdays. And the CrossFit Open has been kind of its own interesting case study, I will say. I do not feel, I don't know what the word is. Like I've had some really magical moments competing. Specifically in the CrossFit Open, I feel like the last time I competed in the CrossFit Open, which was two years ago, I had such a positive mental performance. Like I performed athletically very well, but a large part of that was I feel like my mindset, I was just so resilient, like nothing could kind of shake me. If things weren't feeling great, then I was really able to just shake it off. Um, I, there were just so many parts and I could go back and look at my journals, which I just filled out two whole journal. I just finished my journal from, well, actually, no, this journal only goes to, I think, like February of last year. Let's see. Pretty sure. Yeah, this says March of 2022. So I'd have to find the journal prior to this. I'm on like a very slow journal writing rate right now. Before I moved to North Carolina, well, no, before I went on leave of absence, I would say I was writing my journal every single day. Like I highly, heavily prioritized the journal writing. And then I'd say like once I went on leave of absence, things kind of fell off. And that's because mentally I just like wasn't in a place where I wanted to reflect on what was going on in my life. Like I honestly just felt kind of bored, I guess. It didn't necessarily feel like things were worth documenting. I suppose, which is interesting because I went from like working full time to, you know, leave of absence, but whatever. Um, So I've been off my journal writing grind and I have made a very much more conscious effort to get back into it these last couple days, like at least the last week, I would say I've been writing in my journal every day. I bought two new journals like I'm getting back after it. I'm getting back on the journal writing grind. But with that being said, (laughs) of course a little detour um the open it's just gone fine I would say like I think right now and I find this has happened to me before um specifically Hyrax New York which was last year I hadn't been at the CrossFit gym for like three yeah three or four weeks prior to Hyrax and like it was like I lost all of my confidence in my strength which is insane because you can't lose like a ton of strength in a matter of weeks but I'm definitely someone who finds confidence in the act of doing and like also this probably isn't healthy, but I'm someone who over prepares for everything. Like if I am going to show up and feel confident somewhere, I basically have to have over prepared beforehand, which isn't true confidence. Like confidence, like confidence is bred from doing, but also like that shouldn't be 
like the make or break factor in confidence because then your confidence is shakable. That is also something I would really love to learn how to breed more is just like unshakable confidence like that. Like to be able to show up and just know like I can do this. I'm going to give this my best effort, which I feel like is my attitude in general. Like when I show up to competition, when I show up to a race, you know, the things I tell myself are I can control my effort and my attitude. I can't control literally anything else about the day. And I think I just really haven't been emphasizing that mental aspect of training as much since I've been in off-season mode and I haven't necessarily been racing or competing. So I guess I should be a little more gentle on myself and remember that the Open is the first competition of the year and it's really the opportunity to, you know, brush the rust off and, you know, get those skills out and ready. And I think this week I'm going to make a highly conscious effort to uh, practice those like mental performance skills. This is good. I'm going to write this down. Okay, so in addition to the open going on and us training for this DIY ultra that we're doing, uh, I had a couple friends visit North Carolina, which was, I didn't know how lonely I really was until I had friends visiting. My friend Vivian, who was one of my like very close friends in college, her and I, um, like we were both chemical engineering. I think I talked about this on the last episode, but like very close friend, like we did a lot of our schoolwork together. Um, she was visiting in town, somebody, she has family out here or something, and then ended up coming through Asheville and hit me up. We went to Catalucci, we went snowboarding. We went out in Asheville that night and it was just so nice to see a familiar face, especially I haven't seen Vivian since we graduated, since spring break of 2020, which is when the whole world fell apart and I didn't go back to school. After Vivian came, it was a couple of days later that my like best friend in the world, Kira, came into town. Kira was my freshman roommate and uh, like random roommate situation. Literally, we were on like the UA housing portal, did not know each other. We both picked rooms in Apache Santa Cruz, which is like the grimiest dorm at UVA. Like, my God. However, we both picked rooms in Apache, but then uh, the two girls who t- whose two rooms we picked reached out to us and we're like, oh my God, we accidentally like fucked up the housing portal. Like we meant to pick the same room. I'm like, you guys literally picked whatever. It was so odd. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Like put me with the other girl. So then I got put into Kira's room. And um, couldn't have been any better because we met and it was like I met my literal soulmate. She's one of those people where I just like instantly picked up on her energy. I instantly was like, this girl is going to be around for a long time. I love her. And she has been. That was like seven years ago. <laughs> Does that make, is that real? Seven years? Uh, I started college in 26, fall of 2016 and it is spring of 2023. So yeah, this, this fall will be seven years of knowing Kira. That's actually so wild because I'm not sure that anyone else has seen all of my like ups and downs the way that Kira has. Like obviously after graduation, I had a lot of friends who... I met like in California, but they never knew 
who I was in college. And I was a completely different person in college. Like cannot emphasize this enough. Who I am now is so polar opposite from who I was in college. Like I'm so much happier and I'm so much more like flexible and gentle with myself and positive. Like in school, it was not a good environment for me. It was a very competitive um some of the girls in my class were not so nice (laughs) like I didn't I just didn't love that specific environment that was created in my cohort for some reason so um I yeah nobody really knows like what I've been through what I've gone through as much as Kira does and it's kind of sweet to realize like college era Mac well she this is even the craziest thing is that she was friends with me um, before I even started dating my college boyfriend. So she was only at U of A for the first semester. In that time, I broke up with my high school boyfriend. I was a chaotic mess for like three months. And then I think it was January, maybe middle of January that I started dating my college boyfriend. At that point, Kira had already left. So it was like, literally nobody else has been as close to me and seen just like my like nobody gets me the way Kira gets me like so cute to realize I'm gonna have to text her after this it's so funny too we always send each other memes like um there's this TikTok sound right now and it's like so you got your degree and you think you know everything (laughs) and the caption or like the text on the TikTok is like um trying to be toxic or like Like when you're trying to be like delusional with the friend who knows you better than like anyone else and doesn't let you get away with your delusions. We literally send it to each other. I she's always reaching out to me to be like, yeah, this guy that I'm talking to, uh, I think I'm just gonna end things like doesn't seem like he likes me enough. And I'm like, dude, you better (laughs) you better relax. Like this guy actually likes you. You just um, are toxic. And she kind of does the same for me. Like, I actually think she's encouraged me to be a little more, like, not ruthless. Ruthless is so the wrong word to describe my dating experiences, but, like, just, like, a little more protective, a little more, like, boundaried, and then I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like, Kara, you have to, like, open up and be vulnerable. Like, I know it's hard. I've been to a lot of therapy, okay? So, yeah, we have a really um, healthy friend dynamic, and she came and visited for 10 days, and we basically, like, did the tour of Maggie Valley, the tour of Asheville. We did everything. We saw Catalucci. We spent a day in Great Smoky, um, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Max, this was so cute uh, for 4th of July bro not fourth of july jesus for valentine's day my god uh he sent us to the sauna house in Asheville for the day and the sauna house um they have like these private rooms and you can rent a private room and like (laughs) okay if anybody knows me like actually just stop listening okay because i feel embarrassed even saying this So when you're filling out the waivers for the sauna house, there is literally a paragraph in the waiver that is like, I, you know, I will not have intimate relations with my partner on the premises. And I have the understanding that if I do, I will be fined $500. And I was like, oh my God, what a ridiculous clause. Like, no way people are like actually trying to fuck in here (laughs) 
<laughs> and Kira and I, first of all, they probably thought we were a couple because we were walking down. And she's like, oh, what are you guys celebrating? We're like, or like, why are you guys doing this? We're like, oh, you know, Valentine's Day. And she was like, oh, like, yeah, this is really great bonding. Um, So she puts us in the room. And dude, I understand why they have to have that clause because it is so sexy in there. First of all, there is like a private sauna. There's a private cold plunge there. They turn like the lights like you get to pick like really sexual lighting and it's like colored and you know, you like, you know how <laughs> I am also not a victim. I what is the word? What's the word for if you're the opposite of a victim? If you're a perpetrator, I am also a perpetrator of the LED thing, you know, like uh you turn like the red the red leds on for something around your bed or like the blue leds you know it was like that but in a private sauna room can you imagine so anyways um the sauna house is just like the most platonically sexual experience i've ever witnessed truly but yeah max uh rented kira and i a private room because you know he has to work all day which is so boring but we don't so we went to the sauna house on valentine's day uh we had a really nice little valentine's day dinner uh did max make i think he made dinner and then kira and i made dessert and drinks that sounds correct to me literally again me in the worst memory on this planet and then to round out the month of February, I think that's about it. I can't really recall anything, any other like major events happening. Oh, other than we found out that we're moving to Colorado April 1st, which I talked about on the last episode. Max and I are obviously super pumped, um, you know, deciding whether we're selling this house or keeping this house and using it as a rental. And then we're actually moving to Netherlands. I'm going to be living, me, I, we, we. Um, our whole family, <laughs> me, Max, and the dogs, uh, we are going to be living um, with my friend Callie Schwekart in like a detached Airbnb kind of unit on a month-to-month basis before we find something a little more permanent in Colorado to move into. So the next couple months are looking crazy. <laughs> like April 1st would be when we're going to be in Colorado and then, you know, buying a house, selling a house, me starting grad school. There's just so many little events that are going to be taking place over the next six months or so, which it's a different kind of chaos than I'm used to, but I'm happy with it nonetheless. When I, I guess like the month leading up to the hundred, I had decided I was ready for stability I was ready to quote unquote settle down a little bit. And I think this is as settled down as I can get and still be stoked on life. So this is all, these are all good things. Also looking forward, uh, I'd love to talk about my March goals because I'm feeling super excited about everything going on. I think there's like a couple different levels of things I'm pumped about Um, right now. Weirdly, you know, I've been saying I haven't been super pumped on content lately. Um, TikTok kind of changed their creator fund structure and like they made it like a little more interesting, a little more fun to make content. And so I'm like kind of back on my TikTok grind. 
I'm kind of back on socials, you know. I told myself I was going to try to make like a reel a day. I was going to try to document more. I've been taking more videos. I've been a little more conscious about trying to document our day-to-day life in North Carolina because I know after we leave, I'm going to wish that I had more documentation. Literally have not been writing in my journal or anything. And there's nothing I love more like, oh God, I just love, I love, love, love like the videos where I can like look back and feel like I'm there. Again, my favorite thing about YouTube, it's like I make these videos and it's like I'm right back in that specific place. Which brings me to another goal of mine is to, yeah, I say this all the time, like start making fucking YouTube videos again, McKenna. I don't know why this is so difficult for me. I am super stuck on, I've got this like, I have like four videos right now, honest to God, in progress that I just cannot finish. It's like, the perfectionism thing. I think I just need to suck it up and just like keep editing. And, you know, I always say it like a little bit of progress, just 1% better every day could get you really far. So I definitely need to just like really buckle down. I really need to set aside like an hour or two every day and just tell myself like, okay, these are editing hours. What you do in these hours is edit and you make it work. And then maybe I'll be finishing things. Who knows? Beyond just like the editing though, I am in general just feeling more more stoked and maybe that's because I've been having more of a social moment. Like I've had friends visiting and then, you know, through the CrossFit Open, I've kind of started hanging out a little bit more with the people at my CrossFit gym. Um, I'm kind of like changing my training schedule around so that I can go work out with like all the competitors and the youths <laughs> at 5 p.m. instead of before I would go to noon which I mean in an ideal world it's like yeah I'd love to work out at whatever time of day you know but n- not everyone's working out at whatever time of day you know so it's like the people that you want to work out with are working out at normal hours that other people work out at and so I was like oh okay yeah this makes sense like literally even in California I met my CrossFit friends accidentally when I started going to Olympic Lifting Club at like 5.30 versus, you know, before I would go to 6 a.m. CrossFit, which isn't a bad thing. I would hang out with my like 40 plus year old friends and that was super chill and I love those people, obviously, but also it was super nice. Like I met my friend Maddie and just, you know, like be a little more integrated into the community beyond the 6 a.m. hour. In addition to getting back into a more formal training schedule in March, I have my graduate school recruiting visit in three weeks, two weeks, two and a half weeks. (laughs) Uh, I think I fly out March 16th out of Asheville to Denver. Um, I'm going to be visiting Boulder, baby. The department is paying for me to come vibe, basically, for a weekend. Um... I'm not totally sure what, I mean, they sent me an itinerary, but obviously I read it and it went like in and out of my head. So we've got like a grad school, I'm going to like meet potential advisors, I'm going to have dinner, I don't, I don't really know. I do know, however, that it's St. Patrick's Day weekend and I have been trying to convince Callie to bring her and her roommates down to Boulder for St. Patrick's Day, so we will see what happens there. St. Patrick's Day last year was not my finest hour. If I do recall, that was the night that I told 
uh, David and some of our friends about my situationship that had been going on for like <laughs> like at least seven months at this point. Well, I think I had I told him because it was over. Like I had like formally broken up with you can't even break up with someone you're not dating you know I'd formally like ended things with this long-term situationship that was like ruining my life literally so toxic making my life hell and I remember this moment so vividly because I was super drunk at mom's and I was just feeling I was feeling precocious so that anniversary is coming up. That's awesome. And then, of course, on the front of all good things, I am also going to be running rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon again <laughs> in April. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about it. I'm like a little bit scared, but at the same time, it's like, oh, uh, you know, like it'll be fine, especially if we're running like a 50K next weekend. <laughs> then I will definitely be okay for like a 45 to 50 mile adventure hike really it's not really a run you know it's rim to rim to rim you're just like you're chilling so I will be enjoying the beauty of the Grand Canyon yet again and hopefully this time it won't be like 105 at Phantom Ranch (laughs) and I won't have to get in the river with massive blisters overall I you know, I'm really excited about March. I've got a good feeling about everything coming up, which that's not rare for me. (laughs) Like I generally have a pretty positive outlook on life, but um, sometimes, I don't know. I think like this season of life has been tough. Like I moved across the country where I didn't know anybody, where the only person I knew was my boyfriend who'd I'd only known for like two months. I think that has been a very interesting kind of topic for me that I didn't I didn't really realize until him and I were talking about the other day and I was like oh like you know it's so weird I haven't known you for years. (laughs) Like I think everyone else I've seriously dated I knew for years like we were friends like years before that you know so it's so odd to me to be dating someone that like I didn't even know and that's not to say if I had known him like we're only dating because we're dating like I actually think if we had met like at a different time period like maybe we would have been really good friends like I like who he is you know and I would be friends with him (laughs) it's a weird way of saying that but it's just it's an odd thing to move in with someone and basically learn you know everything about them from scratch and I you know it's one of those things where it's like you know you're really gonna fuck around and find out real fast like I actually think if everyone moved in with their significant others just right away you would be able to learn so much more quickly whether or not this person is right for you (laughs) like imagine how many more things you would know if you just moved in just move in together right away you it's simply the most efficient way to speed run like probably the first year of your relationship in like two weeks that being said (laughs) things are going really well uh, we've been living together, oh my god, it'll be three months in a couple days. And that's kind of a wild, like, I 
we just had so yesterday was February 28th and we celebrated like our you know four month anniversary I love time going by I love anniversaries I'm not ashamed of it and it was just like it's so weird because four months like does not seem like that long of a time but at the same time so many things have gone on in the last four months that it feels like it's been so much longer and every month honestly just kind of feels like something to celebrate like it's so cool to be like yeah we've been dating for four months and like I don't know I get so excited thinking about the future I'm like I can't wait until it's been like a year like I can't wait for you know like the long term I can't wait for like 10 years like think of how well we're gonna know each other when we've known each other for 10 years it's just like a very nice thought and I really would just like to point out how different (laughs) I sound now than I did when I was like dating like yeah a year ago less than a year ago I mean oh my god this podcast even in like October September was like so scary so I you know what things turn around on a dime things turn around so fast I gave a lot of very sage relationship advice last week um specifically you know being vulnerable choosing to stay open um honestly I don't remember a lot of what I said because I tend to speak on these podcasts and then immediately it just ejects from my brain but I also would just really like to say that I saw this Instagram post and I put it on my story because I felt like it like really resonated with me Because there's a lot of days where I'm, you know, I feel good about my behavior like I'm a child. Like I feel good about, you know, my actions. I feel good about the level of maturity that I've brought to this relationship. I feel good about, um, you know, choosing to work through the things that feel really hard, choosing to be vulnerable. Like there have been a lot of positives for sure. But at the same time, like I'm a human being. Sometimes I say things, sometimes I do things, sometimes I act in a way that isn't representative of the way that I want to say, do, or act things. And I'm trying to bring a lot more like forgiveness and grace to myself and also to my partner. Like I I think I can be really hard on everyone sometimes. <laughs> like I expect perfection and things not being perfect can scare me but that's not realistic again because we're human beings and I would just really like I guess that could be like a personal goal for March is just like creating space for forgiveness gratitude grace I would just really like to practice more it's like positive mindset shifting around relationships because for a long time I've held a very negative frame around relationships and like we can go as deep as we want on that we can go to parents divorce we can go to repeated cycles of dating people who disappoint me or let me down um but at the at the end of the day uh just because that has been the pattern in the past doesn't mean it has to be your pattern moving forward and it takes a conscious effort to break your cycles learn about your triggers learn about how you react to them learn how to respond to them instead of blindly react and 
just like learn how to move through it. I had like a very interesting moment last week. (laughs) I don't want to go into like a lot of detail but um basically max said something that like really hurt my feelings that he obviously didn't intend to hurt my feelings like we don't live in this relationship trying to hurt each other and like i genuinely never say anything that i think would harm him or hurt his feelings and i expect the same vice versa and it wasn't so much that like he was trying to be hurtful as much as it like really opened like a wound for me like it was like a familiar thing that I'd worried about and like been not told well maybe told before um that I think is just like a part of who I am and it doesn't feel particularly flexible but um basically he said this thing and I was hurt and um instead of I guess like closing down or starting to use, you know, familiar detachment strategies as I have in the past. I decided to just like sit for a minute and really firmly reflect on how I was feeling and respond to it appropriately and just like really communicate like the fear that it brought up for me that was so much deeper than like the surface level of like you said this thing and it hurt my feelings it was like no you said this thing and it made me feel like you are going to leave me one day (laughs) which is so radical like it's such a extreme like reaction and I really had to sit with it and then you know figure out how to bring that to words which I've never done before there's so many things in this relationship that I've never done before that I've you know done so (laughs) it's just been a real learning experience all around that I am happy to share clearly I I like to spend like at least five minutes I feel like an episode talking just like a little bit about what I'm learning as I go because I feel like myself you know, six months ago, I actually would have really liked to hear this advice. I generally try to go about these podcasts in that way. Like if I were hearing this in the past or listening to this in the future, like what kind of helpful information could I gather? Like could I, like this is data. (laughs) We are gathering data right now. So I think that is kind of like my intention with this. And I hope that someone out there, I get like the nicest DMs from you guys and you're like, I really, I, like, I listen to your podcast and I related so heavily to this and here's my own two cents on this. And like, I love that back and forth dialogue because I think, um, you know, it's hard to find a perspective on things sometimes. Like, I love my mom. I love her so dearly. I would literally never go to her for relationship advice. Like, I don't have an older sister. I have two younger brothers. Who am I supposed to go to? (laughs) Who am I supposed to go to to like ask these questions? And, you know, I tend to go to my most sane friends and I'm like, hey, I'm having this issue. Like, please help. And um, I think it's important, obviously, to have people that you look up to and you lean on. But in general, I don't feel like I've really had like these figures in my life where I could get a rational, reasonable perspective on relationship like and innately relationship issues are core wound issues like relationships will trigger you and hurt you more than 
anything else will, really. I have never felt as anxious or as emotionally reactive or as triggered as I have been in romantic relationships. And that like makes sense. So I'm learning a lot of things in a healthy relationship and I hope to pass it on so that you can make informed choices about how you want to show up in your relationships moving forward. So with all of that being said, I am going to go to the gym. (laughs) I am feeling good about everything I said. I want to write some things down in my journal. I think that this was like actually a very productive. This is what I love about this podcast is I that wasn't even on my outline to talk about any of that. And I feel like I got a lot of really good reflecting done because of it. It's so fun. I think this is like what uh, there's like a model therapy specifically. It's like the Freudian therapy model I think where they just like sit on a couch well no they talk about their dreams I guess it's not so much stream of consciousness style and see what gems come up but that's kind of what this podcast is for me sometimes it's like okay yeah let's talk through like the the housework the logistics and then like actually get to the deep like um, emotional matters of the day so that's what we did here folks As always, I appreciate the listeners of this podcast so much. You have no idea. I can't believe people listen to this podcast, like me and my ramblings. I I can't believe that, like, I have such a positive platform and I'm so grateful for it. Like, I feel like as of lately, with just this lack of content, like, creativity going on, it's been easy for me to forget that you know, it's not just like creating content to create content. It's engaging with a community. And it's like, yeah, it's so much more than just like throwing up a cute little TikTok every now and then, you know, it's like getting meaningful connection out of it and like being inspired and feeling inspired and inspiring. (laughs) Like, it's just like a very positive cycle that feeds itself. So thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast. I literally love you more than you know. Like, I'm just so grateful. But yeah, that's the day. As we always say on this podcast, if you enjoyed the pod, send it to your hottest friend, send it to your mom, tell her I love her. Um, It helps the pod if you rate, I think, and review it. So if you could do that, just shoot over a quick little rating from the podcast page. I would really appreciate that. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Mac Smith on Instagram. I am at Mac on the run on TikTok. Find me, shoot me a DM. Tell me you love this podcast. (laughs) Tell me you got something out of this today. Uh, I appreciate everything you guys do and I hope you have the best week ever.